Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Dr. Marie Hewlett, and with me, as always, are my handsome hubby, Jeffrey Isbell, and my beautiful and creative daughter, Ariana Isbell, who is also our Pet Place vegan and vegetarian chef. Hello! (laughs) It is hard to believe that we've been doing the radio show, which is now heard worldwide as a podcast for over 12 years. I remember when we did our first broadcast on Go Country FM all those years ago, and that was after we had been doing our TV show on KDOC for 17 years. So here we are, getting close to helping people and animals through the use of television, videos, radio, the web, and social media for almost 30 years. Hey, you you told me you were 30. Tell that to all my gray hairs. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that was a long time ago. A very long time ago. (laughs) Well, anyway, I remember going to the Pet Place television show productions as a really little kid. That was so much fun. I used to play with all the adoptable pets as they were waiting behind the scenes to have their big moment. Yeah, you always wanted to adopt them all. It was hard not to want them all. They're so adorable. But every last one of them got homes because of the TV show, and that was amazing. We were one of the pioneers in promoting adoptable pets from shelters and later from rescues, too. When we first started, the vast majority of people didn't even realize that shelter and rescue pets would make good pets. Oh, that's for sure. I mean, I can't tell you how many times people would tell me they wanted to buy a dog from a pet store because shelter animals were sick or had serious behavior issues. And the ironic thing about that is that the pet stores were actually selling sick and diseased animals that they bought from puppy mills. The pet place began educating the public about the inhumanity of puppy mills before I was even born, and now most people know about what a horror they are. And speaking of horror, Halloween is coming up, and as we do every year, we've invited our long... Horny segue alert. We've invited our longtime Pet Place family member, dog rescuer, and animal behaviorist, Mary Dell, to go over some safety tips for pets to ensure our furry family members don't have any unnecessary scares this Halloween. Hi, Mary How are you? I'm good, Marie. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm uh, looking forward to Halloween here at the house. We've got a costume for Willa, our dog, which I'm sure she will hate. So sometimes they have to put up with things from us, and if we do it safely, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. We got one of those big inflatable characters that you put on the front lawn. It's a dragon, and it's about eight feet tall. And last year when we put it up, I walked my little Tibetan Spaniel Bumblebee out. And the video I have shows her happily running out of the house, stopping dead in her tracks, and barking like a maniac. (laughs) (laughs) 
It must have been a very scary inflatable. (laughs) I think it probably was, but I do have to give the disclaimer that no tibbies were hurt in the making of this video. (laughs) (laughs) That's good to know. That does bring up the point that it's actually quite easy to hurt our animal friends at this time of year if we don't use some common sense. And it's also possible somebody else could get hurt if we don't use common sense. Mm, that's true. If, if you are answering the door, it's best to make sure that all your animals are in a separate place in the house, put away. I'm sure there are a few therapy dogs or therapy cats even out there who love greeting strangers at the door. But when you think about the fact that they probably don't see strangers with big hoods, and scary masks and flowing clothing every day of the year, mm-hmm. carrying big bags, God knows what in them, it's still best to just let them have their own place to chill for the evening. So like a back bedroom with a comfy bed and some soft music mm-hmm. playing, that sort of thing. And then if you have kids of your own who are going out trick-or-treating and they're coming back with all their candy, we're probably not going to want them sharing their bounty with their best friends, their furry friends anyway. Absolutely not. Chocolate is deadly to cats and dogs. And yes, a little piece here or there, particularly of milk chocolate, is probably not going to be life-threatening. But the darker the chocolate, the worse it can be. Mm-hmm. And too much chocolate can actually do grave danger to an animal. And all those wrappers, too. I mean, if, if a yes. pet got into yes. a whole bag and ate wrappers and everything, I see a very expensive trip to the vet. <laughs> yeah, and your Halloween was a trip not just to the vet, but the emergency vet at That's that time right. of night. Definitely, definitely. You don't want to you don't want to ruin your holidays that way. No, we don't. <laughs> no. And by the same token, it's best to leave your pets at home when you go trick-or-treating. Yeah. Again, there's all those strange people out there walking around looking unlike people they're used to seeing normally, unless you happen to work in a costume shop and take them to work with you every day, (laughs) which probably most animals don't do. No, no, they do not. (laughs) What if your pet gets loose because it's scared? Somebody comes to the door, you open the door, and out it goes, and you can't find them. What's the best? method for well, getting your is, pet back home. This is the primary reason I say keep them away from the front door. Mm-hmm. But if that should happen, make sure your pets are microchipped. Oh, great Anybody idea. who finds a lost animal can take that animal to any veterinarian. I don't know any vets around anymore who don't have universal scanners that can scan for a microchip. Okay. Make sure your animal has tags on either a harness or a collar. Mm-hmm. But the microchip's important because collars come off. Right. Go to your local shelter. Go to shelters. I tell people go to shelters within, at the minimum, 50 miles of your house. Yeah. So get a map, draw a circle, plot out all the shelters. You can fax or email lost animal posters, flyers to them, but don't rely on that. Don't rely on phone calls okay. because my child mix is somebody else's shepherd mix. Mm -hmm. And nobody puts the two together. Okay. Well, hopefully people will be preventing it by not allowing it to happen in the first place by keeping their pets safe and sound in that back bedroom like you've recommended this year and in years past. We talk about these things every year, but every year animal shelters 
on Halloween night, and the next day are overloaded with pets that have gotten loose somehow. It's very similar to the 4th of July. There's a lot of scared animals that get loose, a lot of doors that didn't get latched closed, and it's a recipe for disaster. And let's not forget that while, so far at least, fireworks don't seem to be a part of our Halloween celebration, mischief is. And if you have an animal alone in the backyard and that yard is accessible from the street, you never know what somebody who is looking to scare up a little, what they might think is fun or Mm. mischief, might do. That's a very scary thought, Marianne. I'm glad you brought that up. Keep your pets indoors. If there's more than one person in the house, have someone stay in the room with the pets. Go in a den or the living room if it's not right by the front door. Mm-hmm. Use baby gates to keep them in a room. You don't have to shut them behind the door. Yeah. Have someone stay with them in a room and use the baby gate to prevent them from getting to the front door. What we do at my house is we actually drag a couple chairs out onto the driveway, sit there with our candy, have a nice night talking to people, and they never even get near the door. Oh, wow. That's fabulous advice. That prevents yeah. anything from happening at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially Absolutely if your does. pet's not in the backyard, which it shouldn't be out there anyway. <laughs> no, no. Absolutely. Too many areas have coyotes these mm-hmm. days and other critters yeah. that can prove dangerous, and exactly. it's just not worth the risk. Wow. Well, thank you, Marianne. This has been great chatting with you, and we have to get you back on the show again soon to talk about uh, some books because we haven't Great. done that I've in quite stock- a long time. <laughs> no, we haven't. I've been stockpiling some, so we'll definitely do that. Wonderful. Thanks so much. All right, Marie. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Marianne has such a wealth of knowledge. It's nice to have her on as a resource on the pet place. She really cares about animals, too. She's constantly fostering and adopting out special needs dogs, which I know is not an easy thing to do. She's got such a big heart. Everyone who's been part of the Pet Place throughout its history have all been the most wonderful people, from Fred to Gary to Hazel to Missy to Mickey, and all the shelter and rescue volunteers. That's right. And there have also been a number of organizations that provide assistance to people with animals during difficult times, like the Southern California Animal Rescue Team. Now, this is a group of people who help animals and their human families when natural disasters occur, and with all the wildfires that Southern California is experiencing, our new normal here, we can't say enough good things about the volunteers who step in and help during disasters, small and large. And Susan Keyes from the Southern California Animal Rescue Team, also known as SCART, is here now to talk about a fun and important fundraiser that is coming up. Hi Susan, how are you? Great. Thanks for letting me be on your show today. Well, it's always fun to have you back from SCART. And first of all, remind everybody what SCART is all about. Okay. Um, The name is SoCal Animal Response Team, or the abbreviated SCART, and we're an all-volunteer Southern California-based animal disaster response team. Okay. Does that mean you don't travel to other areas, for example, where we've got hurricanes currently? Would any of your volunteers go there? No, that's actually your national organizations that get involved with things that are outside of a local region. Okay. We would work with national if they came into Southern California and needed assistance there. Okay. So you'd be responding more to emergencies um, that happen here, such as fires or earthquakes or, or flooding that happened here in Southern California. 
Yes. Okay. Well, it's a pretty cool organization, and I, I remember that you also offer classes. Are you still doing that? Yes, we are. We did a two-day animal sheltering class, evacuation shelter class, actually in April of this year. And that would be for people who want to become volunteers or people who are pet parents already, or who is that marketed to? It's marketed to people who want to become volunteers, and that might be volunteers within our organization, or maybe they're involved with a CERT team or some other organization, and they would like to take the information back to their group. Oh, that makes sense. And your organization is a nonprofit, so you're always looking for fun ways to raise money to to keep everything going. And tell me about a fun fundraiser that you've got in the the works coming up this month. We have our annual, it's our 13th annual fundraiser coming up. It's called Sip and Support Scarf. It's going to be Sunday, October 21st from 1 to 4, and it's going to be at the High Time Wine Cellars in Costa Mesa. Oh, that sounds fun. And is there a, what, well, I'm sure there is a cost because it's a fundraiser, so how much is that per person? So the tickets are $25 per person, and that includes tasting of five different wines, and we'll have lots of snacks to combine with your wine tasting, and we also will have raffle prizes as well. Oh, well, I love raffle prizes. And then if somebody finds a wine that they really like, are they able to purchase those also and have some of the proceeds go towards SCART? They can actually purchase the wines. As far as the wines are concerned, for our first time doing wine tasting, we're going to allow them just to purchase it directly through high-time wine sellers. Okay. And, and does any of that come back to SCART, or is that thanks to the company that's helping you out? That's thanks to the company who gave us a really great price to use the facility. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. So tell me, where is High Time Wine Cellars located? It's in Costa Mesa. And give me one second, I don't have it memorized. Well, I, I think I have a flyer. Is it the 250 Ogle Street address? Yes, it is. Okay. So 250 Ogle Street in Costa Mesa, October 21st from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. The cost is $25. And how would somebody order their tickets? Do they pay at the door? Do they order online? How does that work? They can order it online. We actually have a link on our flyer that is to the eventbrite.com, and it has a longer name, so they can actually go to our website and click on the flyer to get the direct link, or they can go to our Facebook or even our Twitter account well, to be able to click on the link. Why don't you give us all your website address? Okay, it's www.scart.us. And then, and I, since that's the National SCART, is there an additional link that somebody would click on to get to the SoCal? When they go to that, they can do the training, click on the training, uh, or you can go straight to our Facebook. We have a Facebook and Twitter account, which you'll see the icon on our home screen. Okay, okay. So the best thing they could do then would be to go to scart.us and then click on training and navigate over to the SoCal section, and you should be able to find all of the information there. Yes, and they can also contact me at scart.us donor at gmail.com. Okay, 
gartdonor at gmail.com. That'll get our listeners directly to you so they can get more information about the Sip and Support SCART fundraiser. <laughs> thank well, we'll you, Susan. forward to it this year. Yeah. Thank you for having us on the show. Definitely. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Well, I can't do that fundraiser until next year since I'm only 20, but this sounds like a fun event for wine aficionados. Promoting events like these is part of our news program. But I know what listeners really want to hear about is animals in the news. <laughs> a severely abused... Oh, God, I can't... Give me a second. <sighs> a severely abused and neglected 20-year-old white horse was rescued after being abandoned in a remote ravine in North Orange County, close to the 57 Freeway and Tonner Canyon. Unfortunately... After veterinarians assessed its serious condition, it was determined that the most humane thing to do was euthanasia. The horse appeared to have been cruelly abused and was suffering from laminitis, which is an inflammation of the soft tissue on the foot that caused lameness. Though veterinarians cared for the horse for several days, it became clear that the extent of her injuries were causing extreme suffering. The horse had a red halter, indicating it most likely belonged to someone, and the sheriff's department said investigators are asking for anyone who can identify the horse to call 714-647-7083. Why don't you give that number one more time, because this is really important. Yeah, if you know anyone at all who you think might have some information, the number again is 714-647-7083. Seven zero eight three. That's horrible. I hope someone calls in to tip so that the person who did this can be brought to justice. Me too. It breaks my heart to see animals treated cruelly. But you know, a lot of cruelty is legal. But here in California, a few things are changing. California's Governor Jerry Brown just signed Senate Bill 1249, the California Cruelty-Free Cosmetics Act authored by Senator Kathleen Galciani and co-sponsored by Social Compassion in Legislation and the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, this new law will make it unlawful for cosmetic manufacturers to sell any cosmetic in California if the final product or any component of the product was tested on animals after January 1, 2020. SB 1249 was endorsed by over 100 cosmetic companies, including John Paul Mitchell Systems and Lush Cosmetics, and tens of thousands of individuals who wrote letters and made phone calls to their legislators. The bill also attracted support from celebrities, Alicia Silverstone, John Sally, Maggie Q, Kristen Bauer von Stratton, Harley Quinn Smith, Sia, Emily Deschanel, Alyssa Milano, and more. I just wanted to add, um, in regard to the makeup, it's a really big deal for California to say that it's going to ban any animal-tested products here because one of the big reasons that products will sometimes be tested is because uh, they're sold to countries like China where animal testing is required. So to say that a huge portion of the market isn't going to be purchasing those kinds of products, it makes it forces cosmetics companies to decide, well, 
which market are we choosing, and um, you know what what moral stance are we going to take? And I think when it comes down to it, most of them are going to choose not to test on animals because nobody wants to be cruel to animals. I think it's just a lot of apathy and not caring, and it comes down to the bottom line. But in this way, California isn't just helping out animals in California. It's helping animals worldwide. That's for sure. And as consumers, you make change by shopping with your own money. And if you choose humane items, whether they're cosmetics or anything else, you're making a difference. And it's not too small, even if you think you're just one person. If you're doing it, you're making a difference. Yeah, and sometimes people seem to think it's corny to say there's more to life than money. <laughs> All the rules seem to be biased towards what makes the best profit, but it's amazing to see companies making decisions that have to do with making a decision about what's right that doesn't have to do with their profit. That's right. They're putting right over profit, yeah. and we need to support those companies. Yeah. Well, this is a giant step, and hopefully other states will follow soon. And speaking of California and new laws, starting January 1st, pets in California will no longer be treated like property in divorce proceedings. If a couple has a pet, joint custody, sole custody, or visitation terms can be arranged legally. This is another step toward recognizing that sentient beings are not the same as property. That's great. Hopefully we'll keep moving in that direction so that farm animals will be recognized as sentient beings too. One of the ways we do that here at the Pet Place is to offer listeners humane alternatives to eating meat. In fact, right now, Ariana is in the Pet Place kitchen getting ready to teach you how to prepare another cruelty-free delicacy. Ari, are you ready to cook? Yes, I am. Alrighty, so this dish that we're going to be doing today is not my original invention. I did uh, find it on BuzzFeed, which they make a lot of really great vegetarian recipe posts. Um, but this one really stood out to me because you will never guess how much protein is in this. Do you have any idea? I have no idea. 87 grams of protein per serving. Wow. Isn't that wild? <laughs> okay, so this, this recipe is called falafel waffles. I love that. <laughs> now, I know we've talked a little bit about falafel before on this show. It's really great for uh, vegetarians. It's got so much protein, really delicious flavor, and, you know, everybody can enjoy it. So this recipe is going to serve four, and the serving size is basically, if you can imagine a waffle, that's how big it is. It's a waffle, and then also we're going to make a little Mediterranean salad to go on the side. So what you'll need is two pounds, 30 ounces, of chickpeas, uh, one half cup plus one tablespoon of fresh cilantro isn't, with the stems. Isn't chick kind of a, you know, an out-of-style phraseology? <laughs> you know, I'm not sure why they're called uh, chickpeas, and we could ask them what they preferred to be called, but they don't talk, which is why we're eating them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Non-sentient chic. Peas. Chic peas, sure, yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, two counts chic peas. Um, let's see, the cilantro, and you want to make sure the stems are removed on that because you don't want a big old stick on in your mouth. Um, you want half a cup plus one tablespoon of fresh dill, again with the stems removed, one half cup plus one tablespoon of fresh parsley, uh, five garlic cloves minced and uh, divided up into four different sections, 
two tablespoons extra virgin olive oil, one and a half teaspoons kosher salt, one and a quarter teaspoons ground black pepper, one teaspoon lemon zest, uh, one large egg or egg substitute, and make sure if it is a real egg that you're getting it from a hen that you know is verifiably a happy hen. Like our pet hen, <laughs> Clarabelle, <laughs> who gives us a gift every day. <laughs> Although she's on a she's on vacation right now. It's her winter break. That's right. <laughs> uh, all righty. And then you want a quarter cup of all-purpose flour, one large seedless cucumber. Excuse one me. I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but did you say she was a molten chicken? Mol- <laughs> molten? What? what, what? <laughs> She's molting for the winter. Well, actually, right before winter, getting her brand new feathers to keep her warm. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not the best time of a chicken's life. It's a little little uncomfortable for them. They're a little ugly because they're kind of bald. But (laughs) But then they grow back beautiful like a phoenix. (laughs) That's true. They're so fluffy and white. And then across the period of the year, it gets dirty again. You know, you do your best, right? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So finally, uh, a cup of Greek yogurt. You want just plain flavor and also um, you can always use a substitute, a vegan substitute for that. Two tablespoons of lemon juice and then one pint of cherry tomatoes halved. So this shouldn't cost you more than $14 total. For a family of four, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. This is really good for getting all your protein in and for being affordable. Oh, and I, I hear Penny purring, which means she gives you four paws up. Okay, so here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to combine the chickpeas, the cilantro, the dill, the parsley, the garlic, the olive oil, the salt, the pepper, and the lemon zest all in a food processor and pulse until it is finely chopped but not sticky. Transfer it to a bowl and add in your egg or egg substitute and then just enough flour to hold it together. And then, this is the fun part, you cook it in an oiled waffle maker until it's browned for about four minutes. And that's really all that it takes to make the waffle part. Uh, So then, now getting to the salad, you're going to grate half of the cucumber and combine it with the yogurt. um, And then part of the garlic, depending on how much you want in there. Some people like it a little stronger than others. We like it strong, but, you know, we really like garlic on this show. (laughs) We do. (laughs) Keeps the vampires away. (laughs) Especially in this Halloween season, you know. Yeah. Gotta keep those vampires away. (laughs) Uh, one tablespoon of lemon juice, and then season it just to taste with salt, and then set that aside. And then slice up the remaining half of your cucumbers and toss it with the cherry tomatoes and remaining one tablespoon of cilantro, dill, and parsley. Season it with one tablespoon of olive oil, uh, one tablespoon of lemon juice, a quarter teaspoon of salt, a quarter teaspoon of pepper, and then go ahead and just serve that up with the uh, waffle and with what you made with the yogurt earlier. And... You're all set. There's your meal. That's really fast. It's really easy, and it's cheap and so full of protein. Thanks, Ari. And if you missed Ari's recipe every step of the way, because we have so many distractions here. I mean, Penny actually is sitting here in the recording studio, and that is her purring. Of course, we have Petey the parrot, who's been remarkably quiet, which surprises me. She wasn't earlier. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, we have our clock that chimes in, literally, So if for some reason you missed anything, we're going to be posting all of the recipe steps on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash petplaceradio. This is where you will also be able to find a lot of other up-to-date information and fun along with adoptable pets from local shelters and rescues. 
Let's share a few adoptable pets now. That sounds good. I'd like to introduce Doodle, a white male Maltese. If you are not familiar with this breed, they are small lap dogs. If you have an extra one, I want it. No, no. <laughs> not, not yet, not yet. Yeah, sorry, Willow. <laughs> Doodle likes to talk and tell you about his day and is very affectionate and protective of his people. He needs a calm home with no young children, nothing against them, and a gentle but firm pet parent. He is crate and potty trained, so he is ready to go. Well, I mean, he's not ready to go now, but he's he's trained, so he's ready to go <laughs> when it's time. I think we get it. <laughs> Doodle is at Canine Spirit Rescue, Canine Spirit Rescue, and more information about his adoption can be obtained by emailing, you ready to write? Stacy at caninespirit.org. Let me kind of spell that and help you. Stacy, S-T-A-C-Y, at the letter K, the number nine, so that's the canine part, and then spirit, the word. So again, Stacy at caninespirit.org. Alrighty, now let me tell you about Reno. He grew up on the streets of Southgate and found shelter at a feral cat feeding station. After he injured himself, he was taken from the streets and fixed up. He enjoys curling up on warm laps better than the outdoors and is looking for a forever home. And, uh, you know, it is autumn now, which is perfect time to have a little kitty on your lap. That's for sure. <laughs> he gets along with other cats and does not appear to be afraid of dogs, which is great, although he has never met any uh, dogs without the protection of a cage. So be a little cautious, I think, when they're first getting to know each other, but I'm sure they'll warm up really well. So here's my question. Will your warm lap be his new favorite place? If you're interested, please follow the link about Reno on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash petplaceradio. And our final pet today is Penny. No, 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 no not our Penny. <laughs> I was going to say, she's not up for adoption. <laughs> this is an adorable. Surely there are others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not Penny, our kitty. This is an adorable lop-eared bunny that does not currently have a home. Oh. She is an adult gray and silver domestic rabbit who has the most amazing long ears. She's just so cute. you got to look at her picture. Um, she's available to the Bunny Bunch of Orange County. So email Carolyn at carolyn at bunnybunch.org for more information. And that's spelled C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E at BennyBunch.org. And that is for not our Penny, but Penny, the lop-eared Benny. <laughs> That's our show for today. If you have anything you want to share from humane recipes to pet-related events and activities to adoptable pets, please email us at PetPlaceRadio at gmail.com and we'll either post it on social media or talk about it on the show. We also love hearing all about your pet adoption stories, so please let us know about the happy endings of your pet's tales. We'll select a few each week to read on the air or post on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash petplaceradio. And be sure to like our page while you're there. Also, check out our newly designed website at www.petplace.org. We're adding to it every day. Thanks for tuning
tuning in, and we hope you'll join us again soon for another great edition of the Pet Place Radio Show. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.